It's the Win Daily Podcast with your host, 12-time DFS Championship Qualifier, 4-time Home Run Defending Champion on Fantasy Pros, Jeremy Munchardamus Munter. Welcome to the Win Daily Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Muntru Domus. I will be joined once again by the weather guru himself, Mark Parquet. Hey, so, how's it going? It's good, Mark, and I'm glad that you can join us once again. I'm going to ask a question that a lot of fa- fantasy baseball people don't really know the answer to, but I'm sure you do. When do we really see the change of weather from springtime to summertime? You know, it, it depends on the part of the country you are. In the Northeast, uh, the Great Lakes, Cleveland, Chicago, Detroit, it's like a flip of the switch. And that usually comes mid to late May. Further to the south, I think you already seen that the weather pattern in Texas and Atlanta, say, have already changed into a uh, summer-type pattern. Um, Cincinnati, St. Louis, the areas in between those two, it's a little bit more gradual. But, yeah, we're in that process now, though. Okay, so this is still spring, would you say, for the rest of May, or are we going to start to see it heat up this I month? We're going to get it warmer. There's no doubt about it. We're going to get warmer. So that should help bats and, and not be a big help for the pitchers. Awesome. All right, well, right after this, we'll be going whipping around the infield. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Whipping Around the Infield. I'm Muncher Domus, joined by Mark Parquet. Mark is going to give you all the weather insight you need to know, and we're going to discuss some fancy options from each game. So let's just jump straight to it. We're going to Baltimore, where Dylan Bundy is hosting the Rays, and who knows what pitch. Uh, the, the weather pattern is going to be pretty mild and muggy, just like it was last night, so the ball should be carrying again. I know Tampa had their bats going uh, last night, and maybe Baltimore's catches up tonight, though, huh? You know, it really depends what the Rays do with that second pitcher. And I, I like that little chameleon factor that they have. You don't know who's going to pitch after the one or two inning reliever. But in this case, a team like the Baltimore Orioles, who really do not have a superstar hitter to begin with, really doing it because they don't have the scouting report on the guy going up against that they can study the night before and only study that one night. I see. I wonder, I mean, Beeks probably isn't available out of the pen. Didn't he just go six innings like on Thursday or Wednesday, was it? He probably doesn't have enough rest time, you think? So it, it might be Yarbrough or they might even throw Chirinos out there. It's one of those you don't really know who it's going to be and they can mix it up at any time. Is there a bat that's... Oh, a bat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to like... The Low Brothers, I know they're not brothers in Tampa, but those are good young hitters and, and fam hitting in there as well. Uh, on the Baltimore side, I know people have bashed him, but Chris Davis over the last few weeks has been pretty good. So as, as long as the weather continues what I think it's going to be, we should see some long balls there. Okay, I like the little sleeper picking Chris Davis. I mean, if there's a lefty that comes out like Yarbrough, in that game, then that will limit him. But you never know. And Chris Davis definitely has the power to send one over the fence. Certainly does. No doubt about it there. 
Let's travel to Pittsburgh where Trevor Williams is going to host the Oakland Athletics. This is a game that we will be dealing with some rain issues, just like much like we had last night. They had to start delayed. Wouldn't be surprised for a delay at some point in this game. I really don't think it's a postponement issue. Um, and like last night, with the rain, there's going to be some moisture in the air. That helps the balls carry. We've seen the Oakland A-bats come alive last night. Um, and so there could be some runs here, even though it's a strong pitcher's park. Interesting that you feel the rain might be a factor and there's an in-game delay. What are we, what are we looking at? What do your models show? Um, basically sort of showery, uh, maybe a few thunderstorms, sort of just like we had tonight. There's really no solid band of rain expected this, the setup. So that's why I'm not looking at a po postponement issue, but on the other hand, that makes it really difficult to try to time. Yeah. And when you, with you saying that and with two strong pitchers on the mounds and not a lot of bats that really scream off the page is must start and for either team on I'm going to say that you're going to want to skip this game as far as daily fantasy goes. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there, Munsterdamas. I like it. Let's go to Philadelphia, where Jake Arietta, who's been the ace of that team, is going to host another ace for the Washington Nationals and Patrick Corbin. Yeah, great pitching matchup. As you said, Jake the Snake has not been exactly in his 2015 form, but not exactly shabby either. So, even though they're in a strong pitcher's park and the weather should favor batters very similar to what it is in the western part of the state in Pittsburgh, could be a shower or two around, kind of muggy, kind of mild. Should help the batters, but I don't know. It, it may not make too much of a difference with those arms on the mound. Yeah, if the weather is not going to be like Coors Field type of effects in this type of matchup, I'm, I'm seeing a low-scoring game looking at it raw. And that's a good description of what you said. It's not going to be like hitters uh, galore. So, yeah, it looks like a, a low-scoring matchup. I agree with you there. I like it. Milwaukee Brewers have Gio Gonzalez on the mound hosting Zach Wheeler in the New York Mets. Oh, that's an interesting one. How many have they announced how many pitchers they expect them to throw? Probably, I mean, this is like a spring training start, right? Yeah, but he did go, I believe, five innings in his first appearance. Oh, okay. This is his second appearance with Milwaukee. That's my bad. And he was pitching in the Yankees minor leagues too. So that may not, I may not be completely accurate in that description. So yeah, but it, it should be inside the, they usually close the roof this time of year because it'd be relatively chilly. That looks to be the case again tomorrow and closing the roof in Milwaukee really doesn't hurt the hitters. If anything, it may actually help the hitters. Miller Park is just a hitter's haven, no doubt about it. So Zach Wheeler, who was, you know, a lot of experts, quote-unquote experts, number one pitcher to start this week on Monday when he faced the Cincinnati Reds. He gave up four and runs really early in that game, basically wiping out anyone that used him in daily fantasy that night. Do you feel Zach Wheeler will rebound in Milwaukee? You know, the potential is there. I think we all know that, and we don't have to be a Mets fan to know that. He, how good he was at the, at the second half of last year, he's had a couple really good starts. This year, like you said, he was coming off a good start before that Monday night start that had a lot of DFS touts really on him. It's heckle, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde right now with him. You're never quite sure what you're going to get. 
But I don't think you got an ace pitcher showing up against a, a loaded Milwaukee uh, offense in Miller Park. That's going to be a lot to ask. Yeah, I agree with you right there. I'm going to put Zach Wheeler on the avoid list. The Los Angeles Angels are home, but they're not home in their own home ballpark. They're in Monterey, Mexico, hosting the Houston Astros. Trevor Cahill, Wade Miley. Yeah, interesting. We had a series in Monterey last year. A lot of people were expecting runs galore. It turned out that way. If I remember it, Cincinnati played there, and it just wasn't a hitter's part thought it would be. That being said, it's warm. It's muggy. It's on the, the northern coast of Mexico, not too far from southern Texas. So the conditions should favor the batters, but, you know, in a park that they don't play too often, it's really tough to tell. Yeah, but these pitchers, looking at them, Wade Miley, that guy can get give up home runs more often than people remember. And Trevor Cahill, that guy peaked about five, six years ago. So there's potential for those bats to come to life. Now talk to us about this ballpark. Coors Field or this Monterey Park? Coors Field. Coors Field's the best park in probably the planet. Well, regardless, I like that analysis. I'm still going to say that the bats can come alive in that matchup. Cincinnati Reds are hosting the Giants for the second game of their series. Tanner Roark against Derek Rodriguez. Well, is uh, Derek Dietrich going to show up again tonight? Oh, my gosh. Um, th- th- this is from a person who played DFS and used Tanner Beatty. So uh, um, Cincinnati Great American Ballpark is a great park to hit in. Uh, there should be a little bit of rain just to their south. It's kind of like what's going on in Pittsburgh and Philly. It's just going to add a little moisture to the air and should help the ball carry even more. Yeah, that ballpark sometimes plays like a tiny little playpen. I actually took your advice and had Sonny Gray. I believe he was doing fine. Uh, he's going to get the win. So that's all that matters in the end in fantasy baseball. In there, you're going to get the numbers. Yeah, yeah. As long as he gave up some runs there, but yeah, he had a big cushion to begin with, so not a problem. Yeah, Roark is a guy who you know held his way as a top forty pitcher in fantasy baseball with the Nationals. Now he's in Cincinnati. Do you still feel Roark's got anything left in the tank? Well, he never threw a million miles an hour to begin with, but he did seem to know how to pitch. In Washington, people always counted him out, and he always seemed to be able to pitch better than what people were expecting. And he's not too far off a couple of really good years in Washington, so I think he still has a little bit of something. A little bit of something. I'll go with that. We got a battle of the Sox in Chicago, the White Sox hosting the Red Sox, a pair of lefties on the mound. What do we see weather-wise? Weather-wise, it should be pretty nice. Uh, Last night and the night before Thursday night where the White Sox walked off on a three-run homer that broke my heart, uh, it should be pretty mild as compared to the last couple nights. And as we've seen uh, Thursday night and so far tonight, the ball does fly out of there so look for some more home runs to be hit it's amazing that the White Sox have this young core Tim Anderson Jose Abreu Yoan Moncada do you ever see the White Sox turning into a contender type team I think they got to develop their arms Rodrigo Lopez showed some potential end of last year and obviously had a 14 strikeout game this year um it, it, 
get a couple arms to pair with him. I know they had uh, uh, the name is escaping me that uh, Michael uh, Tommy John at the end of last year. He was part of the Mancada and Kopech for sale trade from the Red Sox. That's what they need. They need some pitching. Once they get some pitching, I think they can contend because we've seen Cleveland has taken a step back. And are you a big believer in the Twins? That's the the question for 2019. The Twins definitely have the talent. It's just a matter of them all putting it together. They could make a run, but in the end, you got to figure a team like Cleveland's going to figure it out and they're going to start to be unbeatable again and run away with that division. Yeah, I mean, people forget. I mean, Lindor missed, what, three, four weeks to begin the season? He's a top five, top ten player in all of baseball, so that that hurt them. Exactly, and Jose Ramirez off to a slow start on top of that. (laughs) We are in Texas where Lance Lynn and his arm, who still is coming off of a big start, seven Ks and seven innings, is going up against the Toronto Blue Jays in Texas. I see their starting pitcher for Toronto is undecided. I wonder if they're sort of doing what Tampa is doing in Baltimore and, and doing an opening and then a bullpen game. If that's the case, you have to like the Texas bats there, right? They are very hot from last weekend, and they can continue that fire. And Toronto does not have a strong pitching staff, and we don't even know what they're going to do. So, yes, I will agree with you there. But how about Toronto's bats? Do you think they'll remind Lance Lynn that he's really over the hill? You know, it's I, I like Vlad last, last night. I liked Vlad the night they didn't want they benched him in the, in Anaheim. He has to wake up eventually, right? I think once he starts to hit, I think it's going to be uh, contagious throughout the team, and the, and the, all of Toronto will start to hit because they have some bats on that team. It's just that. They're just not hitting for some reason. Um, so it's the old DFS philosophy. Do you wait for them to, to heat up or do you try to get them before they heat up and, and grab the low ownership? I'll tell you this. If you're playing one of those 25 cent GPPs, might as well stack Toronto a few different ways. I agree there. Let's go to Cor- Color. Okay. Three, two. Let's go to Colorado, where the Rockies are hosting the second game. Kyle Freeland against the Diamondbacks. Luke Weaver pitching for them. Again, just like last night, a great weather night for uh, Coors Field. The ball should carry very well. Uh, Pretty mild temperatures in the 60s to begin with, dropping into the 50s. Not much of a win, so a great night for hitters. So Colorado eventually becomes like the home run derby capital that we know it is. And let's just put that on a scale from one to 10, 10 being that that's that type of environment. Where are we on that scale? Probably an eight. You want it to be in the eighties to begin with, and then the ball will just fly out of there, but still it's still the best hitting park in all of baseball. So you wouldn't trust either one of these pitchers? Luke Weaver has been really good, except for his last start, I believe. And Freeland, for some reason, pitches great at home. So it's a little bit of a strange situation, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like there's some trickery here. But at the same time, to avoid playing any players in daily fantasy in Colorado is usually a mistake by the end of the night. Yeah, especially in cash games. You know, Arenado and, and Story are going to be 30, 40, 50% owned every time they're at home, especially against a lefty. Well, Weaver's not a lefty, but um, yeah, it, that's almost a recipe for disaster in cash games. Yeah. Charlie Blackman, however, he's, it seems like it's going to be on him to really table set that offense. 
And he seems to be warming up. I know he got a base knock on the first pitch of the game last night. So against the lefty, no doubt, too, lefty-on-lefty matchup. So it seems like he's starting to see the ball really well, and it's only a matter of time until he's just one of the best players in the world. He can do it. We are in San Diego where the young, hot pitcher Joey Lucchese is hosting the veteran for the Dodgers, Rich Hill. Well, a matchup of differing styles, but both have been getting it done. Rich Hill is coming off his first start of the year. Last uh, start out against Pittsburgh and pitched really well. Uh, I look for him to do the same. And as you said, uh, Joey Lucchese has been very good as well. So this could be a low-scoring game, huh? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to any of these hitters in Daily Fantasy. Now, I talked to Jason about this when we did our interview. Cody Bellinger is on pace this season for 70 home runs and 187 RBIs. Would you play Bellinger in this matchup? Probably not. He seems to have not exactly fallen off the earth in terms of hitting, but not been as the pace as he was. Yeah, I saw in April he had some tremendous all OPS, like first of all time in a month of April, home runs tied for the first. He had 40 RBIs in April. You there? Okay, you you broke up for it. He had 37 RBI also. Oh, 37. 37, you're good. But just back up just a little and you're good. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. I think I saw him have 37 RBIs by to turn May 1st. That's just incredible. Yeah, the guy... See, now, I don't feel like you can put him on that Bryce Harper... John Carlos, Stanton, Aaron Judge level, just because, yes, he did have an amazing first year. Last year, he was good, but he wasn't great. This year, he's looking historic. But to me, he's still not the top, top tier guy until he does it for a full season. Well, then, if he, the Tom Brady's still better than Patrick Mahomes, he's only done it for one season. And Bellinger hasn't even done what you said. And I tend to believe, believe, agree with you. Let's see him prove it over another month and keep that pace up, and then we'll start believing him, right? I know it's a fantasy baseball show, but you bring up Patrick Mahomes, and I just want to say right now that Patrick Mahomes is in for – I mean, it's, it's going to be worse than last season. He's not going to come close to getting MVP without Tyreek Hill, without – you know, Kareem Hunt for a full year. When Kareem Hunt was gone last year, his last five games, Mahomes only threw for 300 yards only once over that span. He averaged just barely over two touchdowns when you take out those two games against the Raiders. Mahomes is in for a bust season, but Bellinger, Bellinger will get it done eventually. I don't see him as a Bryce Harper yet. If he does it for the full year, like I said, then he will earn that title. Saying... I like how you're talking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will be back after this short break for Beast or Bust. Welcome back to the Win Daily Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Muntru Domus. We are joined by Mark Parquette, and we're about to go Beast or Bust. So this is if you're going to play this player for Daily Fantasy Baseball tomorrow. You ready, Mark? Yes, sir. I'm ready. All Shoot. right. We'll get him out for me. I got you. First batter, Bryce Harper. He has six home runs on the air. He's hitting 231. Yikes. He's got Patrick Corbin, lefty on lefty. I don't like that. Let's go bust. Albert Pujols, 
starting to come to life a little bit, but on this season, he's just hitting 222 with four home runs. He's facing the lefty in Wade Miley, beast or bust. Let's let's go with he's going south of the border into Mexico, facing a lefty, like you said, a soft tossing lefty. I like it. Let's go a beast. Beast. I like it for Albert Pujols. We're going to take you back into that time machine. This time we're in Milwaukee, but we're going with the right-handed batter on the Mets, the Todd father and Todd Frazier against Gio Gonzalez. Anytime that I, there's a soft talk to lefty on the mound against a veteran righty. Yeah, geez, good timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, redo. Okay, redo, yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. I like Frazier in this matchup. He's a right-handed power hitter going against a soft tossing lefty. I like that righty-lefty matchups when we have that. So let's go. Beast for the Todd father. We're going to go with the San Francisco Giant for this next one. Buster Posey. He's got one home run on the season. He is in Cincinnati against Tanner Roark. Oh, I got a brief story about this one. Okay. I I play season long, just like I know you do. And, uh, Someone tried, I don't have the strongest catching, and they tried to trade me Posey. And I'm like, and they wanted Austin Meadows just after he got on the DL for And I'm like, man, this isn't 2015, Buster Posey. This is 2019. <laughs> He's a bust. I don't want anything to do with Posey, either in season long or DFL. All right, bust for Buster Posey. Ass beast or bust is the man who lives another life. The leadoff hitter for the Arizona Diamondbacks going to Colorado, Adam Jones. Man, ah. I liked him tonight. I did not use him against um, the Rockies, and that seems to be the right move. Um, I don't think he's seeing the ball and swinging the bat really good right now, so let's go bust. Bust for Adam Jones in Colorado. Well, that is it for Beast or Bust. Stay tuned, and you'll hear our final thoughts with myself and Mark Parquet. We are back in the final segment where we are going to conclude everything we talked about, just ballparks that stand out. I'm joined by Mark Parquette. So, Mark, obviously the number one place that stands out is Coors Field. Would you agree with me? Yes, sir. And then second, which came to mind, is the ballpark in Mexico, Monterey, where the Angels are hosting the Astros. Yeah, I like that one, too. I like that call. It's a a total crapshoot, but... It's supposed to be a small park and play small, so let's see if we can hit some homers there. I like it. Number three, based off of what we talked about, I'm going to say we're in Texas for the Toronto-Texas matchup is a potential high-scoring game. And, yes, that's correct. And Baltimore is, I think, in that same boat. And strangely enough, both visiting teams are sort of going with the undecided or slash opener philosophy there. That's interesting that you keep going back. You you like that Baltimore Toronto or Baltimore Tampa game to be a surprise shootout. I can tell in the way you keep thinking about talking uh, about it. Well, maybe not a shootout, but a, a lopsided blowout. I mean, that's <laughs> Tampa can certainly hit in Baltimore, and it's if you're just looking for Texas, yep. All right, if you're just looking for runs, then you're going with Tampa, according to Mark. And then the last game that I'm going to say, which stood out, well, there's actually two more. But one of the two is the Milwaukee Mets. It sounds like the home runs will come in that ballpark, despite the dome. Park has just been historically a great park to hit homers in. This year is no different. Brewers have a loaded lineup. And the Mets have a little bit of pop. Not certainly to the pop to the 
Brewers have, especially since Alonzo. But he has the potential to hit homers in any park, and Miller is one of those. And then last but not least, maybe the ESPN game of the day if they had one. How many home runs do you see with Jake Arrieta pitching and with Patrick Corbin pitching for the Nationals? I can hear you, but you were fading in and out. Okay, okay, then let's do that one again. Three, two, one. So the last game that we're going to talk about, maybe the ESPN game of the day if they had one, the Philadelphia Phillies hosting the Washington Nationals, Arietta Corbin. Should we see, are we going to, how many runs do you expect in that game? Uh, let's go seven. seven. The over-under will probably be sitting around that range. So I'm going to say you're on Vegas' yeah. side with that one. Yeah, they may be a little bit higher just to take it into the park consideration, maybe seven. All right, half, so. Yeah, it doesn't look like an offensive park that not tonight. So to conclude this win daily fantasy podcast, we're going to go with the monkey knife fight pick of the night. And Mark, you can agree or disagree, but I'm going to tell the users to go with over one and a half for Mike Trout hits and walks in Mexico against a lefty and Wade Miley. Totally agree with you. Miley's a soft toss and lefty. I like the righty on lefty matchup. matchup. Trout should get two base knocks. How about two home runs? Oh, that's asking a lot. But let's just go with one. It's sort of like the, the Seinfeld episode where the sick boy asked Kramer for Paul O'Neill to hit one homer. And then he said, let's make <laughs> Well, let's make it two then. I'm Muncher <laughs> Domus, joined by Mark Parquet. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. It was a blast. Hope to do it again real soon. You can get all your daily fantasy baseball needs met at windailydfs.com and sign up for the Monkey Knife Fight promo where they will 100% match your bonus. You can also pick up the Win Daily Fantasy Sports and Life book at Amazon. My name is Jeremy Munter Domus Munter. Thank you for joining me on May 4th. You can follow me at Munter Domus. Beast.